here now. Samba. Baboon Force. A legend. And there it is. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Right now, I'm in very good spirits. I feel like some things in the universe are lining up for me. How well, do you feel? Well, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. I feel like uh, the universe is uh, kind of one thing, and it's uh, more or less indifferent to me and everyone, really. The universe is indifferent. Why do you feel that way? Um. Well, I don't know. I, I guess so. I, I grew up in a pretty religious environment, right? Mm-hmm. So people would often you know, say that God was talking to them or God was telling them things. Yeah. And I think it's a natural thing for us to try to project um, a supernatural or a cause and effect on things because the universe or the world that we live in is pretty chaotic and, yeah. has, and, and you know, has a lot of explaining to do for itself. And it's pretty terrifying to live in that world. Um, so, but whereas now the thing to, is not to say God, the thing yeah. is to say the universe. Oh, I, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. And I, and, and part of me, because I was raised, raised Catholic and mm-hmm. the Catholicism still has a hold on me. And, that, and as much as I'm trying to free myself, I keep on having this thought that what if I'm wrong, mm. but in trying to, um, say the universe, and the universe being God and the creative energy mm-hmm. that we all experience, I believe I get away by saying the universe instead of saying this blanket statement, which, which we have all been used to in most colonized states, right. as God. And God is that full stop to everything that all, um, all reasoning after that is should stop. Right. Well, as when you say the universe, you allow yourself space to say, there are so many things I don't understand yet. There are so many other dimensions to be opened. There are so many other things to experience. Whereas God takes on this assuming, the word God, when it says something is God, you, it takes on this role of there's no more debate beyond right. that. We're and used to the yeah. dogma. We're used to the religious structure or the, yes. or the idea that that sort of has limitations and rules. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Why... You know, when you say the universe, it's it has that open-ended connotation. Yeah. But it also, uh, you know, you're you're also assuming things about it when you're saying that oh, the universe told me something. Yes. That's kind of you're saying it with the same sort of conviction that someone says like God answered my prayer. Yeah. It's inferred. It's an inferred thing. You know, you you you're choosing to decide that the universe is talking to you. Yes. And it puts you in the same awkward dilemma where you think you know that i find people find but, themselves but, in but when the, they say but the beauty the beauty you have with uh when when you say god w- w- when people say god especially in africa this this really annoys me i find this really really annoying okay come when on. i'm trying to have a reasonable exp- um debate with somebody and then they just say but the bible says mm. but the bible says but the bible says and they hope that that's a full stop right yet that should just be a comma or a beginning of discussion. Because to me, um, and how I understand history, the Bible isn't the oldest um, recall. It, it, isn't the, it isn't the oldest thing or lit, oldest literature in the Bible. There, uh, I mean, the, the, see see what it does? Yeah. That's not the point <laughs> I'm even trying to make, but I'm thinking Bible, Bible, Bible. Right. I'm thinking the Bible isn't the oldest book 
The Bible isn't the oldest story. The Bible isn't about the oldest people. The Bible isn't everything. Right. When you're talking about the Bible, you're talking about a couple of years after. I, no, you're talking about thousands of years after humans had already existed. Well, so you conservative estimates think that humans as we are now yeah. have been around for at least 100,000 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe as many as 250,000 years. Yes. Right? And that we all originated from Sub-Saharan Africa. Yes. Every, the, East Africa, Uganda, stand up. UG, Wakanda. No. And then, every, and then people move you know, uh, around. So the idea that the only revelation from, from God came you know, after most of the people or most of the time where people were hanging out, yeah. struggling, yes. a lot of the time dying because of diseases, bacteria yeah. infections, yeah. Yeah. mouth infections, all kinds of problems, um, that that revelation would only happen in Bronze Age Palestine. That's yeah, kind of a big assumption, right? It's, it's kind of a very, very big assumption. And try to think of a, about try to think about how old like stone carvings are in Egypt and yet what now when you ask about um, when you ask people about history let's say let's say dynastic Egypt is 5000 years old mm-hmm. the sphinx 5000 years old jesus is 2000 years 2019 years old that's after domino right, right. that's uh, 2019 years after jesus died mm-hmm. but we are expected to disregard all the other years before Jesus and all that other history and all those other stories and only consider the New Testament of where Jesus uh, begins impacting the world, which I really find like it cheats. It cheats the world of history and it cheats people of... Yeah, and it makes the Middle East this this place of great importance. Mm -hmm. Why, Why wouldn't the revelation happen in China where they could already read? (laughs) <laughs> where there was already advanced civilization for Who's, a long who time. Who says people in the Middle East weren't reading? There, there was a pr- mostly illiterate group at that point. There were, yeah, there were but, some but Moses had to could. go up to Sinai and the tablets, God wrote on the tablets and then gave them the tablets. That means there was already a language that they could read. Mm, maybe maybe only like one person could read it though. Right? <laughs> only so, Aaron, his brother Aaron. <laughs> well, a lot of religious re- uh, revelation comes like that, right? Like yeah. the Book of Mormon, it's a mm. similar thing where this guy discovers... Mormon is a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> I think that's a bunch of horse shit. Well, I mean, and, and, and people, could, people generally would have that reaction to yeah. most religions that they don't believe in, but not their own, right? I, I believe so, like, all Mormons, religion is a bunch of horse shit all at of this it. point. Okay, so I'm let, not just saying so, that about Mormons. I'm saying that about anything that's called religion, spirituality. Though, that's the holy grail. Okay, so explain that to me. Religion has to do with everything that is political, about how you should worship, about what's needed for you to be right in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Whereas spirituality is the journey to self-realization. And you realizing the God within you. That spirituality and realizing that the God within you is a reflection of the God that's all around us is spirituality. And it doesn't matter what journey you take to get there. Whether you take that journey by worshiping five times a day, mm-hmm. whether you take that journey by going every Sunday and singing hymns, whether you take that journey by staying quiet in a Buddhist temple, 
whether you take that journey by believing that trees have souls and there's reincarnation, however you take that journey, as long as the destination is one, you're realizing that there's a godliness within you that's connected to the other God that's bigger. Mm. And the, the whole journey and all the dogma around it is just meant for control. The Roman Catholic Church tries to control Catholics so that the tithe and the money they pay for offertory is stored in Rome. Mm. The Church of England tries to control everybody in the Protestant religion so that the tithe and everything they pay is paid to the Church of the Church of England. Mm. And so on goes on. Like when you see Presbyterian churches, they all have a center. So to me, religion is a bunch of horse shit that's uh, about control. Well, and how, at least how much money can you get in your corner from people by convincing them that you understand the word better? It's at least very well done. Decorated horseshit. It's 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 a polished stud. <laughs> it's a very well polished stud. Religion is a well polished stud. So okay, so my question for you is, we got into this because you made a declaration about the universe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's sort of potentially a dangerous declaration, right? Yeah. And potentially maybe even also a kind of um, a kind of arrogant declaration, right? Yeah. Because one of the biggest problems with religion is the problem of evil, right? If there is a God that's all powerful, mm-hmm. right? How would this God let horrible things happen in the world? Yeah. So like, for example, it would be pretty arrogant for me to say, oh, I know that God's talking to me and he really helped me through my math exam, right? <laughs> but he doesn't seem to be helping yeah, to I d- people I need who are God, dying need, of starvation. I need a God on that physics exam, in didn't <laughs> Right, yeah. right. But so I'm able to say that oh, oh I can see it happening through my own life because mm. I feel it because because I have just convinced myself that I'm important right and and that God is talking to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But I have to completely dismiss that He's not helping the children who are born with diseases who die young. Mm-hmm. You know the, all the horrible the things in the world. The devil does that. Yeah, the devil does that. Or mm-hmm. the or the or the Lord works in mysterious ways. That's yes. another thing people say, right? Yeah. So getting back to the idea of the universe, right? And this kind of declaration. To me, it feels a little bit like a similar declaration. Like, there's all this this stuff going on, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to make sense of it. So it's nice to make, you might want to make a declaration that like, oh, the universe... Is is telling me this, right? And it might it might not be the universe telling me that. Yeah. It might just be a, an internal feeling you have from yourself that you have a, that this is what. That's what I was talking about. What's talking to you on the inside is 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 your inner God. It's your spirituality telling you that what you're doing is wrong. The, the argument which I was trying to make earlier about the universe speaking to you and people saying God spoke to me. Uh-huh. The difference between those two things is that when you say the universe is speaking to me. That means the possibilities are endless and there's a lot more to discover. While where you, when you say God is speaking to me, it's a wall written on and the final destination is written in, it's, it's chiseled in a stone. Mm. You get me? Like God is speaking to me, that means you're the most righteous, you figured everything out, you're not even going to falter, you figured everything out, you're the most righteous among all of us. Right. Which I believe, like, even human nature proves that nobody is that perfect. You get me? Nobody is that perfect. The idea of God has been misunderstood for so many generations. 
And for every society that has assumed to understand God, they have gone on to commit the most evil in the name of God. But for societies that have understood spirituality, they have gone on to love other people as they would love to be loved as themselves. That's, my, that's the difference. G- I, I believe a, people like Jesus, people like Buddha, uh-huh. people like Muhammad were very spiritual people. But whatever comes after them, whatever is intended for control is the religion that uses their message to exploit and extract resources from people. Right, like things just naturally get corrupt by people and power structures and organizations. Yes, yes, right. yes. Um, do you think that those people actually in themselves were the source of morality or do you think that morality is innate to human nature? I think morality is innate to human nature. Yeah, I and, agree. And it, for it being innate, um, people, it, in Christianity it's called the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's your Holy Spirit whispering, nah, what you're doing is wrong. Well, c- but, but you know it inside you. And sometimes that spirit, or no, that, that, that innateness of being good mm. is impacted on by your society and the experiences that you go through. So in Christianity, the Holy Spirit didn't show up till after Jesus took off, right? He like, w- w- the story think, is... Didn't the Holy Spirit show up when the virgin was getting pregnant? No. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said when he was leaving on the cloud... Mm. hang on, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And then that happened on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Oh, that's when they have the fire on top They'll of the fire head. in the heads and they go and they speak other languages and, mm. and they tell everybody about yeah. it. So in that way, I will disagree with you that the word Holy Spirit is not synonymous with the concept no, of be, an be, eternal before, morality. No, be, correct me if I'm wrong, but in before he was praying to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what was the Holy Spirit? If he only appeared at Pentecost. Who was praying to that? Jesus was saying to in the name of the fathers. Oh, actually he wasn't even saying that. No. I see think- what I'm talking about? There's a whole <laughs> bunch of horse shit, misunderstood messages, and they're still trying to confuse the world with this with this bullshit. I don't know if they're trying to confuse the world, you know? I it's think- obvious they're trying to confuse the world with the, with the, with this bullshit. You mean to tell me that people in my country, right? Uh-huh. Collect all their money. And give it to the Roman Catholic Church, and then somebody in Rome decides how much they're going to lend it, lend back to them through a bank, and that's not horse shit. I would, I would, I would be the last person to try to defend the Catholic Church. Yes, and I have another point. Yeah. If churches exist for spirituality, Jesus died poor. The richest men in villages, whenever you go to villages, whenever there's a barrio, whenever there's something, are always the priests, the reverend, and the pastor. Mm-hmm. You get it, in in that order, whoever is is part of the religion that's most worshipped, or whoever has a church, mm-hmm. that that tells me something. Some somebody's being somebody's being exploited because if the church exists to improve the lives of the people that it serves, mm-hmm. why don't they wake up one day and say, "Who are the people? Who are the farmers? Okay, this collection plate is going to go back to you, mm-hmm. so that." In your farms, when you make a lot of money and it's abundant, you bring it back to the church. It never happens. Mm. The communities stay poor and the poor people keep on coming back to church, giving the wealth away that they would have 
kept in their families and given to their sons or daughters when they pass on. There's not, not such a thing as inherited wealth. And part of what's to blame is religion and its grip on the culture in poor countries. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, actually. Yeah. Well, it, at least in terms of the way it functions, right? Um, there's also a lot of commandments in the Bible that you could look at, you know, um, like, for example, Jesus said, blessed are the meek, Right. Yes, what is meekness, meek. right? What what is that? When what does that mean? It's meek, sort of a meal, not meek meal, right? It's just the meek. That's meek. A meek meek as in humble. Yeah, meek is in sort of humble and passive and gentle, right? So when you think about it, um, you know that that's an interesting thing for a leader to say or for yes. a, for a spiritual person to say. Yes. Um, and you can read all kinds of things into it, but that the idea of meekness is going to potentially negatively affect your community by making people more passive, less likely to stand up for themselves. And with this promise of, don't worry, be yes. meek now, yeah. and you're going to be in heaven later. All of the suffering, don't yeah. worry, that's, that's here, for here, a reason. Here, here's what I've found out. Like, remember the times when uh, Jesus, Jesus was, I have a theory, and this is going to be a very interesting theory. <laughs> so Jesus begins making miracles by the time he's five years old. He has a virgin birth. We're going to revise that too. He has a virgin birth. He begins performing miracles at the age of five. Then he goes and preaches, impresses everybody in the, t in the temples. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on hiatus. He disappears at the age of 15. At the age of 15, nobody accounts for where Jesus was. My, my head tells me so many things. The Bible and the account, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what I think was happening. Okay. At the age of 15 is when most boys hit adulthood, adolescence, right? Right. But instead of telling us and giving us a genuine picture of what was happening, because this boy was a God in human flesh, according to the, the scriptures. Uh, Jesus goes on to Egypt. Egypt was the New York or the LA of that time. Mm. I'm, I'm serious. You're right, right. Egypt was the LA or New York of that time. It was the London of, of, of the British Empire, if the British Empire was the one ruling. Right. Um, he didn't go to... So he goes to Egypt, which was a very spiritual place. A spiritual place where they have studied... Um, whatever pertains spirituality as far as the knowledge can go as far as deep as the knowledge can go about spirituality egypt was the place uh so many people had already traveled there and studied and free ideas were starting to flow there were few rebels who were starting to flow with the idea of spirituality and the higher being the higher beings being, being the ICCs, the Herus, and all these other stories. Even his own virgin birth, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Even Jesus' own virgin birth is already documented in Egyptian books that, pre that precede him. Right. So when Jesus goes to this place, he learns a lot about humility and all these other values. I'm not, to say, I'm not going to ask, only assume, the Bible says he's only going to Egypt, but I will go even further to advance the theory. Yeah. That he must have traveled to India, he must have traveled to China, adopted a lot of Buddhist policies, not, not Buddhist policies, but Buddhist beliefs, mm. because they all precede Christianity. Mm -hmm. He must have adopted a lot of Hinduism, 
which also precedes Christianity. And he must have adopted a lot of African spiritual values that also precede Christianity. So when he comes back home to Jerusalem and he pulls up on a horse, mm-hmm. right now it will be a Lamborghini. Imagine Jesus coming back in, on, to his village in a Lamborghini. Yeah. And he's like, dudes, I found the truth. I don't even need this donkey. I don't even need these clothes. I don't even need to be preaching in a temple. It's limitless to be spiritual. Just love each other. Just love each other. Do unto others as you like to do, uh, what would like to be done to you. So the first spot that Jesus went to was a temple. After he's been welcomed through the gates of Jerusalem, everybody's celebrating, he goes to a temple. And what does he find in a temple? The people who were preaching in the temple were selling clothes, merchandise, liquor in, the, in God's temple. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was the rebel. He actually got a whip and began caning everybody because they were misunderstanding what the message was all about. Yeah, it was a little rude, probably. It was a little rude. It it was rude. (laughs) Yeah. Rebels are meant to be rude. But years after Jesus dies, that message and the books that were uh, canonized to be made part of the New Testament sanitized the time when he's an adolescent. And it's like he disappeared for 15 years, comes back after he's 30. His image is sanitized and he does not even interact with women apart from two, ch- two chicks, Mary and, and, and her friend. And the whole image is sanitized and the only things that are left are the ones that are beneficial to the Roman Empire where you pay your tithe, where Jesus talks about paying your tithe. Jesus talks about how you should respect Caesar. Mm-hmm. Politics enters mm-hmm. into this thing. Um the people who are controlling the temples did not want Jesus there. Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so all these other lessons that would have been beneficial to humanity, because what the lesson he was already preaching was already part, it was already out there in the world. So instead of taking all the lessons in whole, they chose to pick the parts that benefit the politics and the control of the people. And that's where we are right now. Okay, so here's my here's my initial question. There's many questions I yeah. have to that, but the first. <laughs> cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. Um, the first issue I have with that is, it makes sense. I could definitely see um, Jesus kind of seems to have come out of nowhere with yeah. this sort of new idea of we don't need this cleanliness doctrine anymore. The, the, you know the. The story of the Good Samaritan and yeah. how everybody passed by this guy on the ground. Yeah. What we don't really realize is they, they didn't... That, they that, didn't that's, people, that's, that's, that's LA right now. When That's LA, that's Kampala, that's Mumbai, that's Dubai. Except not Whenever even you because, pass poor people. Uh, yeah. Except back then, the, the Pharisees and you know the, 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 the wealthy Jews that were passing him by mm. were not doing it because they didn't see the suffering. Yeah. They, were do, they didn't stop mostly because they believed in what they call a, like a cleanliness doctrine. Mm. Like they, they, um, they would see that person as unclean. So touching that person would make them unclean. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so that, that's part, the significance is that, you know, Jesus in that story is saying, look, this guy who's not connected to this mm. with no really good reason other than what he felt in his heart helped this person out. That's yes. the, that's what's important. Yes. Not this cleanliness stuff. Yes, yes. And it's not just for Jews anymore. It's for everybody. Yeah. Right? Yes. That that was the stuff that got, you know, 
that, that got the Jewish community pretty upset. And, yeah. and <laughs> because he was essentially calling out this sort of hierarchy that, yeah, was, that yeah. was in place, right? Because yes. there was already a lot of politics in the Jewish, in the Jewish uh, religion at that point. Yes. Um, and he was very much completely Jewish. Yes. The, the, I was going to say the issue, as far as we know, of course, the issue I was going to say is it seems that he oh. was pretty poor. It he, seems he like he was a poor. carpenter, he, yeah, right? Or his yeah. dad was a carpenter. I don't think carpenters were boiling during during those days. So that raises the question, how would a carpenter at 15 leave and go to India for a while and come back? People weren't traveling As that much. It was very expensive to travel. Wasn't, wasn't the excuse that the king wanted to kill all the boys because he had had that a new savior was being born? I think it happened during Moses and also happened during uh, Jesus that uh, Jesus was a refugee. He was an immigrant in Egypt. Oh, are, you, are you saying that you're questioning whether he had the money to travel? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any documentation that he even went to Egypt, as far as I, as far as I know. I never learned that. No, it, there is. Um, I think it's written somewhere in the Bible. Some, some, he went, into the, he went into the wilderness for a while. Yeah, right? he went into the wilderness. And there's also a part of him going into the desert. Right. Yes. That was the desert. The desert yeah, we, was we, the we're going to check this one out. Jesus in Egypt. Yes, but yeah, you're, you're saying. Well, yeah, so I'm just saying, um, you know, there, it's, there, there could have been, it's difficult to know um, exactly historically what happened. There's a, there's a, a community of biblical scholars and they don't all agree right mm -hmm. they like sort of take votes on what they think happened and whether whether it was clearly a historical fact or it was just sort of a suggest you know if it was presumed to be true mm. you know um because the it's a very com confusing group of books yes what are we looking here so right now I'm looking, at, I'm looking at an article which says the flight into Egypt is a story recounted in the Gospel of Matthew um, chapter 2 That means chapter 2, the 13th line to the 23rd line. Um, Moses, oh no, an angel, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream telling him to flee to Egypt with Mary and the infant Jesus since King Herod would seek uh, a, the, would seek to kill the child. Uh. So he was running away. He didn't, wasn't like that, that he had money bowling. But it was like, I'm in Syria, I'm in, I'm in Somalia, but the, the, the government wants to take me out. Right. So I must like run away to either the UK, run away to the US. Right. Yeah. So, so I, guess, I, guess, I guess that's what happened during that time. But yeah, to, to me, I, I look at the whole thing and how much of religion hasn't been revised. And I look at how much money institutions have that should be redistributed back to the communities that where the money is collected yeah black churches collect at least two million dollars in atlanta mm. every sunday if that money was invested for for over the 20 years that they that they have been even, let me just say 20 years you would be having black owned businesses you'd be having schools you'd be having people with lawyers and a, a league that's fighting for people who are wrongfully convicted mm. but that never happens 
But yeah, but what? how are those pastors going to get those private jets? Yeah, how, it, it, someone stands in front of the church and is like, you know what, my jet, my jet, I'm even going to buy a second. I, I saw a clip which really annoyed me. And I was like, I can never be part of that bullshit again. Like, he stood in front of the church and he said, oh, the jet that I've been using. Yo, Jesus was on a donkey. You're, you're complaining that your, 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 your jet was old. Jesus was on a donkey. And they're like, this is the but gospel of prosperity. But there was no such thing like that. Be meek, be humble. But you got to take it in a historical context, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe the donkey was like, that was balling back That was then. a jet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't come in on a chariot, but maybe, maybe that donkey was like, you know, a nice, like, maybe that was like, like a Je- vintage BMW. Like Jesus' Jesus's pull-up was on a donkey. Other people are pulling up on, on, on horses. And camos. Yeah, but they're like, like nah. they're like, whoa, that's a throwback, retro. Now you're talking about horsepower. I have donkey power, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Zambaland podcast, and I'm with Ben Wilkins. My name is GNL Zamba. I'm riffing with my very good friend of mine here. We have so many interesting uh, discussions that we have been having like over the years. And uh, starting this podcast is one of those ideas which we can, one, one of those places or platforms where we can begin sharing the ideas that we have and the crazy um, discussions that we have. We want you to hit us in the inboxes. We want you to drop us mail and tell us about topics that you'd like us to discuss. But right now we're exploring religion and the grip that it has had on communities or the human psyche and our societies and how much evil has been committed in the name of religion all over the world whether it's uh, terrorism whether it's the catholics burning people during the spanish inquisition burning scientists and burning anyone who did not conform to their order as a heretic as somebody that's blasphemous as is Questioning a thought was considered blasphemy. We are, cons- we are considering all those things. And uh, being... Fr- I consider myself a free thinker. Do you consider yourself a free thinker? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah, so considering ourselves as free thinkers, this is the platform, the Zambaland podcast, where we're going to be discussing all the ideas without fear or favor or compromise by giving it to you straight. Yeah, and also know, realizing that whatever I... Whatever I happen to think today, it might not be what I think tomorrow. Yo, uh, people no longer think for themselves today. People are afraid of being wrong, right? The feeling of being wrong is like associated with a sense of shame. So people either won't state their opinion or they'll take their own opinion so seriously yes. that they'll feel like if they're wrong, that somehow makes them wrong on everything else too. Be- and the world crumbles. Yes. You know? So um, recently, let me, sh- let me share a personal story. Um, South by Southwest still appears in my story because... Uh, one of the people who um, who were with on our team during South by Southwest, uh, we were continuing to have a conversation, and she was telling me, uh, "I don't like that 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 quote that you posted about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She's a bitch." I'm like, why? How could she be a bitch? She's advocating for everybody. She's like, I do, she's a false this and that and that. And there was a couple of names going on, but we're having a, a friendly debate in my mind, I thought. So as we're having this debate... Where um, was this? Was this online? No, no, no. This is like text message. We're just loving okay, text so messages. Text message. Text okay. messages, yeah. And uh, she's like, my dad has been in politics for, very, for, for a very long time, and I'm telling you that her intentions are not good. So I'm like... Okay, I'm a person who has been following U.S. politics for some time. Uh, please tell me where she's wrong. Are you? Is she wrong about women having equal pay? And she's like, 
No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm like, um, is the Green New Deal such a bad deal? Do you, do you hate clean air? Mm. She's like, no, it's not even about that. I'm like, so what is it really about? Like, all you men just love her because you just want to send her. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? And I'm realizing that my friend is a very intelligent friend, but probably she watches a lot of Fox News or probably watches a lot of mainstream media that when they begin coloring somebody bad, it's hard to see that they are fighting for you. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's important to realize to not take yourself and your opinions too seriously. Mm -hmm. Like everyone should be free to move around. My, my beliefs on so many things have changed over the years and are constantly changing now. And that's why conversations like, like this what, are interesting what, what, to me. What, what changed? Well, so I did grow up quite religious mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't consider myself religious in the slightest anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, my own ideas of politics has changed. You know, I've, 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 I probably grew up being a little bit more on the right, yes. and now I, and then I've swung super left. Yes, and now I'm kind of some sort of mishmash of. Y you were Bernie Sanders supporter last in the last elections. I remember you being one of the people yeah. who was. Well, it seemed to me like yeah, it seemed to me at the time well, Bernie was what, what, was what, talking what sense. What made you have that shift? Um, so I had a few sh I had a few shifts. What made you one have that my... shift from the alt right to Bernie Sanders? Okay, so one. I'm of... playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was never in the I was never in the alt right. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. But uh, but what do they say? What are they calling everybody now? Alt right adjacent. It's like oh, it's I've like a word. I haven't had that term yet. That's a word that gets thrown out a lot if someone is like agrees with anything that anyone on the right says, you know, or if like if you don't totally follow a specific you know agenda yeah, on the yeah, left, yeah. then you could be considered alt right adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that yeah, is. The, the beauty with America when you're, when you're an immigrant, like I came into America as an adult. You get me? Yeah. I've observed America through a very, very different lens than I think so many people have. Sure. Like I've looked at other, I've looked at world politics. I've looked at the politics coming from a banana republic. Let me not, it is a banana republic after all. Yeah. Coming from like Africa and observing the politics in Africa mm -hmm. and observing the politics of Europe because I've been in Europe as well briefly and observing like uh, how revolutions and political movements have been moving like in South America and then also now looking at the US. The US is a whole different animal. Mm. It's a whole different animal that to some people sense does not even make sense. Well, it's sort of like 50 countries, right? It's like 50 countries trying to agree on one issue. Right. And part of the population is being gaslighted. Mm. You, know, you know that term, gaslighting? Yeah. Why don't you explain it? Just let, let me explain gaslighting. Gaslighting is where somebody manipulates you into thinking that you are not sane and the things that you don't believe are right. You, so you begin comes, questioning your own sanity. It like comes somebody from tells film. you a lie. Yeah, somebody says a lie, which is a blatant lie. Mm. And then everything that follows after that, you're questioning whether they're saying the truth or something wrong. And then it comes to, they shake the very core of what you believe and you're just left as, just like plankton on water. So it comes from a movie, right? I think the movie is actually called Gaslight. It's an old film. Yes, 1944. Right. Yeah. And it's this guy who does it to his wife, where he mm -hmm. basically 
convinces her that she's crazy so we yeah. can manipulate her. Yeah. And she always sees the gaslight on outside. She mm -hmm. says, hey, turn off the gaslight. And he says, knowing that he turned it on, yes. he says, it's not on. <laughs> and it makes her feel that she's crazy. So it's like a way of delegitimizing somebody's thought yes. or, or somebody's yes. objection yes. by yes. saying that if you think this, mm -hmm. you're crazy because you're not connected to reality. Yes. And they begin convincing other people that you're crazy. So, my, so for my friend, I believe like there are networks in the U.S. Not I believe. I see networks in the U.S. that have gaslighted people, gaslit people for the longest time that nowadays they just dance to the snap of the finger. Yeah. Like they no longer form any private thought, any thought of them, for themselves. They just say, the Mexicans, the Mexicans are, are all evil. They're coming to rape your women. And everybody's like, yes. Yes, everybody's coming to rape your women. And then they say, uh, the war on drugs, no good person smokes marijuana. Yes, yes, everybody that smokes marijuana is bad. Like, there's no more independent thought. That's how I look at it. Well, it's, it's difficult to think independently. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a conscious being and you're aware of your own mortality yeah. and the fragility of your life and... And you, you want some maybe some guarantees. Well, if, if somebody comes along and says, hey, if you do this and this, you know how you're afraid of dying? Don't worry, you're going to get to go to heaven. Mm. And you know how you're afraid about how mm. your life doesn't have any purpose mm. and you want to mm. know what the purpose is? Don't yes. worry, we got your purpose too. Yes. And you know how you're worried about like, you know, you need a, a need for community and friends? Oh, we got those for you as well. Yeah. It's yeah. such a good package. It's so it's so it's such a nicer like thing to accept. You are sure of even as a terrible person because you're fighting for something. Like well, if somebody tells you the answers and mm. says that they've got you under control, and then they also pad it with, you know, dealing with existential dread or dealing with some deep fears that you have, mm. it's it's pretty attractive. It makes a lot of people say, "Hey, that's cool," because you know I was just trying to do some shopping today. I didn't really want to have to deal with like. <laughs> you know <laughs> contemplating my own mortality or the yeah. purpose of my life i kind of just wanted to make a salad i have, I have you know? a question for you i have a question for you yeah. what's more effective appealing to people's fears or appealing to people's spirits and dreams and aspirations what's more effective what's more effective um that's a good question mm. i w i don't know but i would say what, what first popped in my mind um is the fact that it seems that the algorithms on social media yeah. are playing to people's outrage. If you can make people angry, yes. then they engage more. Then they want to have the conversation. Then they'll write comments. So one of the reasons, th this is what's been proposed r mm. recently, is one of the reasons it seems that the world is divided so much right now, yeah. right? That the country is so divided. There's like people, that, there's a group of people that think the earth is flat. And then there's a group of people that think, <laughs> you know, that Republican, you know. Isn't the, the earth flat? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. But, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of people that think that, right? And there's a lot of people that get into these communities of outrage. Yeah. And oh, oh, before we go forward, I do not think that the earth is flat. I'm one of those people who follows Galileo, Copernicus. I'm from that school. I know the earth is round. Right. Please. Right. Um, and you also have some faith in the scientific community mm -hmm. to independently across many different nations have experts of each field look at the data 
you know, scrutinize the data. Try yeah. to disprove the theories and what the data shows. Look yeah. for holes in it for a long time before the data is accepted as, oh, this theory or this mm-hmm. hypothesis is yes. true. The scientific method is amazing for that, right? It's, yeah. a, it's not corrupted by one institution. They're spread out all over the place. The climate, uh, the would, climate would, scientists yes, exist okay. in many different nations. On, on climate, I would agree. But in so many other instances, I believe that sometimes the institutions, like when you look at most of the people that control the wealth in like America, a very few. Oh, here we go. We got tinfoil places, hats here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's just theories. This is my okay. theory. Okay. So I'm like, if all these other institutions control the technology and they are patrons of the research uh-huh. for most scientists. Don't they also have the control on what gets released, what gets released to the public? No, you don't think so. Um, you, okay, so private enterprise isn't really actively investing in new science. Hmm, like, okay, like well, there's this idea that, um, like, there's this classic sort of right-wing idea that you know our system is amazing because look at the iphone you know without the iphone you know capitalism brought you the iphone otherwise you know you'd still be look you know writing on paper are you going to tell me socialism brought the iphone no i'm going to tell you that the military brought the technology that's in the iphone and the military did that with publicly funded tax dollars and none of the intellectual property that went into creating all of the technology that is used in the free market from the iPhone goes back to the American people that funded that. Explain. So you're, so, saying, you're saying that in terms of communication, the communication was and the research was funded by public, by yeah, public dollars. It's, it's really difficult to try. It's not a good business model in the capitalistic system to try to put a bunch of money into research and development. It's very expensive, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to have a really good reason to believe your investment's going to pay off. Um, don't, it don't, used to be don't that they do it in medicine. They they do, but they a huge actually. Um, I know I know a guy who used to do that for a living. And yeah. His his job was to read all the new scientific articles suggesting the new drugs that were coming out and what they you know he had to decide what looks like good science and poten- has potential to pay off and be an effective drug versus mm-hmm. what looks like bullshit science like snake oil yeah yeah um so that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal so yeah the 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 pharmaceutical industry will sometimes do that but yeah they're they're putting a different lens on it right they're they're looking for profit at the end Mm. they're not going to just necessarily create a cure for malaria because you know where malaria affects the most people there is not necessarily the biggest market right yeah let me go back to the iphone okay because Laptop computers, iPhones, these are things that are thrown out as like, see, this is the great thing that capitalism brings us. This is what the free market is. And like, you can't deny that. Mm. And what I would say is the free market is really good at streamlining the production of that. Cap- you know, the competition is really good at um, making that cheaply, at, often at the expense of mm. workers in other mm. countries, mm. right? But the actual so- technology that it so, is being so, exploited. So basically what you're saying, so, 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 sorry for cutting you off. So basically what you're saying is the technology that sent the astronauts to the moon mm-hmm. is what SpaceX and Elon Musk are exploiting to do it cheaper to send people to the moon and return with a rocket. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say every significant piece of new technology we have is the result, the majority, let's say, the mm. vast majority, and maybe even all, is the result of giant government spending in the military. So the military is also this sort of right-wing thing, right? The, the people on the right are totally happy to spend money on the military, but not happy to spend money on social on programs. On starving right? kids. Yeah. yeah. But when you, can, when you think about it, that's a giant social works program. If the, if the military has a huge amount of money to spend trying to develop new technology, that eventually does benefit everybody. Yeah. Right? And the pro part of the problem right now is that the American people should be getting a royalty on every iPhone sale. Because their tax dollars invested in the and, intellectual and property. IPhone, and iPhone just made a trillion, a trillion dollars. Was it in 2018? Yeah. They passed the trillion dollar mark. Yeah. In profits. Yeah, where their, their company valuation is a trillion, I believe. Yeah. So you're saying that there should be a dividend for every American citizen? 100%. 100% because that money was spent on American tax dollars to the military. Hmm. That developed that technology. Interesting. In any other free, enter, free market situation... That there would be a royalty for the development of that. There would be a patent on that that would come back to the... And, and, and doesn't um, a military technology fall under things that are created and they fall into public domain where anybody can use it? Isn't, is not it, is it like music? Um, where if I invent a pulley that works a certain way and the years go by and it, it, its copyright runs out, somebody else can I don't develop know. a better pulley... I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know the this, the logistics of that. Hmm. But, um, you know, the U.S. government invented, or the U.S. military invented the internet. And that's a great thing for the yeah. world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether every ISP has to pay a royalty to the United States military or to the government to pay them back for this technology. Yeah. That would, make, that would be logical. That there oh. would be, that everyone using this technology yes. would, would, or every sale of this new technology, let's yes. say, would, would go There's back to benefit I, I see a catch-22 there. What's that? Because internet is all about sharing information. Mm -hmm. And isn't the U.S. law about um, guarding the free movement of information, something like that? Yeah, but you're not so charging for the information. You're charging, you're charging for the charging implementation for the of the technology, right? Okay, okay. Like, if, if you're going to have, if you're going to fund the invention of a new machine, but then let private companies give you that service yes like it's like why are the cell phone companies and the cable companies uh monopolies there's like yeah. a few companies that are allowed to make he, he has, those he things, something right? here's something I've, I've i've i have another theory uh, there's this tv show that i watch which is very interesting yeah and it's the guy from homeland was called brody in homeland died around season one i don't know if you followed that but now he has a show called billions mm. and billions is a show about wall street and the inner workings of wall street and and how all the characters operate and one of the moves that one of the biggest biggest guys um you has used on on who used to be his prodigy right now his nemesis is to hijack the technology that they were working on and confiscate it for national security. He used the government mm. and, and the people that he had in his circle to capture technology. From what I understand, the technology that is the internet was developed freely by somebody that was private and the government took it over. 
because uh, uh, there are so many things that if if I develop the most efficient, if I had the technology of the most efficient weapon, it might not be a weapon in my eyes. It might be something that's going to power, I don't know, 20 blocks using blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but if the technology... But if the technology is that good uh-huh. and the Pentagon picked wind of it, they have every right to come and say in the, in, in the interest of national security, this should not be in the hands of the private people. So we are taking it over and they have a right to do that. Like in, so e- I think the, like in, in the movie E.T. It, that's what happened in E.T.? Yeah, the guys... You know, I haven't the... watched E.T. Oh. I, I know E.T., I recognize E.T. and he's, he has four, four digits, right? Four fingers, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I one recognize of them lights it. Up. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> but I've never watched ET. Well, it's it's like um it's like the movie Super 8 or even Stranger Things. The idea is like once there's like sort of this new stuff, the you know, the government wants to swoop to in to control and, it and fig- yeah, and keep it restricted and mm-hmm. classified. Yeah, there's there's a I feel like there's something that's really fun about conspiracy theories. Like it's fun to think that you're onto something that you figured out like that there's secrets that the government's selling, and you know what they are. And but a lot of them, when you look at them more closely, yes. they fall apart pretty quickly. Okay, Mythbusters. This is the section on the Zambaland podcast where we talk about... Ben is about to bust some myths that we have always thought were real. Give me an example <laughs> of a conspiracy theory that you believe is not true and has been uh, myth-busted. Name a conspiracy theory. Like, like, um, like, like whether or not Hillary Clinton is a lizard person? <laughs> Like that's some bullshit that that was that I was telling you about. Uh, <laughs> that's some bullshit that's propagated by the right the right media. But some let's argue about the moon landing problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell me about the moon landing. Uh, what do you want to know? We we um, America is landed. that a myth? Was it real? It was real. Okay. Okay. Hundred percent. It was real. What, what makes you so sure? I, I'm playing devil's there's advocate been, here. There's been a lot of great great ones with that, right? Because. Mm. The conspiracy theory is is built on essentially most conspiracy theories I think are built on first trying to give you a reason why they would lie, right? Yeah. So the fact that like JFK was like, We're gonna do it, you know, we're gonna do it before nineteen seventy, they had this like extra reason to do it. But yes. then they maybe also, if they couldn't do it, hmm. had a reason to pretend they did it. Okay, so yes. that immediately makes you be like, okay, so I already am not sure I trust the government. Yes. And then also then now they have a motive to lie. Yes. So it's not a very small step now to be like, I think they lied. I think they right? lied, yes. Okay. Um, so that's that's the, how they hook you in first with the with the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard a few. Are you amazing talking about the conspiracy theories on YouTube or are you talking about like like real real shit? Like you're di- dissecting the real shit. Well, I'm talking about whatever whatever it is. You go down any conspiracy rabbit hole, yeah. whether you want to look at read someone's blog or hear someone talk about it on YouTube. <laughs> usually, there's not a whole level of scholarly difference between those two things, okay. which is another reason why there's not a whole lot of scientific attention that goes yeah, to yeah, it yeah, because it's yeah. just sort of some crackpot who's like, I'm telling you, man, the government's lying to us all. Yeah. So uh, with the moon landing... it. There's a really great video that debunks it that's, that explains how the it would have been harder, based on the video technology they had at the time, mm-hmm. to fake, fake the yeah. video yeah. than it would have been to actually go to the moon yeah. because of how good the rocket technology was. Hmm. Okay. Technologically, okay. the rock, everything that they did, the rock- also everything that they did works yeah. and makes sense. Yeah. All of the math makes sense. Yeah. All of the... Uh, 
And then there's also just like the straight up, what is the, what's the law where the most logical explanation or the simplest explanation is usually the best one? Um, yeah. It, it would have, think about how many people would have had to be involved in the lie. Like that's the biggest problem with most conspiracy theories is that what do they say is yeah I, rem- I remember the only so- way I remember to- somebody convincing me there's a conspiracy conspiracy theory that I I was I had convinced myself was true what's that but then they convinced me that think about how many people had to be a part of it and how hard it is to keep a secret yeah that big like what do they say um the only way to keep a secret between three people is, is if two of them, them are dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and we know that from the last game of thrones but, episode right yeah but nobody can keep thing. a secret here's the thing um i love conspiracy theories i watch them for entertainment but i also watch them for the curiosity mm. like i'm one of those people who's not sold on on you're skeptical on, on, on yeah, i'm very skeptical like I need all the information before I can make up my mind. Right. And also because our history as the world has proven that there have been times of the in the world where some things have been settled and it's it's settled science, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There was a time when people believed you walk to the end of the earth and then you fall off. That that is being given revived right now that the earth is flat. Did anyone actually ever believe that? People that act, you fall I, off the edge? People actually believe that. They believe that you move towards the sun and even go darker. Hmm. You get me? Like, there's some truth to that that most of the people like by, by the equator are darker because they need the melanin to protect them from the, from, from the sun. But they assumed that that was because the earth was flat. There was a time when people believed that it was the earth, uh, that it was the sun going around the earth. Right. You get me? Until... And it was science, and people died over this shit. There were people who were crucified and burned over this shit for trying to dispute that they were called crazy men. Yeah. For trying to say that the sun was steel and it was the earth that went around it until a man got an orange, put something through it, and rotated the candle and showed that this is day, this would be night. Right. Holding a candle steel while rotating, rotating the, the orange. Mm. But to so many people, it had already been proven science, and you were crazy because we see it moving. Are you fucking crazy? Mm. We saw it start there, and then it went over there. Mm. So I apply the same theory when it comes to everything that I hear in the news, everything that I hear in the world. It's everything. But it's like it's like you. If my mother told me, if if somebody told me my mother was a virgin, I would consider it. So okay, so. <laughs> I totally get the skepticism because yes. I think it's healthy to be to have a certain degree of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's another whole thing to think that your own ability to reason is superior to the scientific community at large. Okay, mm-hmm. so like one of the flat Earth arguments that I hear a lot is like, "Doesn't feel like the Earth has turned into me." <laughs> that's really stupid. See, right. I'm not I'm not part <laughs> of that stupidity. But that, but but that's the they're like they're telling us that we're going through space. What, 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 thousands what? of miles a second doesn't feel like that. Feels like the ground that, is right that, here. That's that's really stupid. Was was it the last podcast when I was telling you about um, the elephant and the ant? The elephant and the ant. Yes. No. That both of them experience um, 
time in very different in different different ways according to the oh, to their, like if if we were imagine an elephant standing on a ball mm-hmm. on a very small ball like a pebble mm-hmm. and you twisted that pebble the elephant would fall off mm. but if you're so small mm. that your size is how do i put it you see the size of a basketball yeah now you see the dot like those dots like the grooves on a basketball okay and try to picture that ball a thousand times bigger but your size does not change right you will not even notice that the ball is moving if you're so small but if you are big right you'd notice that oh my god i'm falling off so there's a very easy way of debunking that it's interesting the the yeah. idea of the difference of uh the perception of time yes right so i have a dog you've met my dog yes um your dog uh, keeps time yeah but <laughs> but they say that like a dog's perception of time is a lot faster than ours why explain um, well, we don't really know anything about brains, right? Like, brains. Yeah, so, so you know, a lot of democratic presidents want to have, like, one scientific achievement that they can say, like, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bill Clinton had, like, the human genome. They, like, funded that, and they, like, actually learned how to break down DNA and code it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They coded it and then wrote down the right. whole... Yeah. yeah. So, you know what Obama's project was? Mm, not really. He wanted to map the human brain... Wow. Yeah. So the did science he, did, he, did, he, did he achieve that? <laughs> so the scientific community was like, awesome. We, we definitely <laughs> need to try to do this. Okay. But before uh, we yeah. start, before we get to the human brain, yeah. let's try to map An the aunt. brain of a fruit fly. Wow. Because we haven't done that yet. We don't know. Like you look at a fly, right? Fly is like buzzing around the house. Yes. And you have in your mind this idea that like, oh, there's probably some sort of primitive computer program in there, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, see light, go towards it. Yes. S- smell this or sense this thing. It and might be food. Go it. check it. Yeah. Stop. You know, see movement suddenly, fly away. That it's got this kind of like almost, b- you know, binary primitive computer programming mm. that like lets it do its thing. But in truth, we have no idea how it works. Yeah. How its brains actually compute. We can't create the software for an ant. What if ants are more in- much more intelligent than we are? Well, ants are really crazy because ants will uh, ants are kind of like the whole colony is an organization, right? Yeah. Like ants will change. Individual ants will have sensors sensing the pheromones of how many workers they pass versus mm-hmm. how many like garters they pass versus mm-hmm. how many soldiers they pass. Yeah. And if they take too many intervals where they don't meet one kind they'll switch jobs and become the other kind. Wow. Yeah. They've got like, it's like the whole, or, the whole colony acts as like one organism kind of. That, that's where we need to be moving to. Like right now, l- uh, let me advance another theory right now. <laughs> you know how I believe ants and other social insects might be more intelligent than humans right now. Okay. Because humans see that individuality is killing us, mm-hmm. but they would much rather advance that idea than trying to work together to achieve a common goal. Everybody wants clean air, clean food, healthy food. But right now, the individuality and the profit that comes out of benefiting from advancing the individuality and the gain is destroying everybody. Mm. In that regard, I would say ants are smarter. 
And in another sense, do you remember the stories about? Have you seen it? Hang on, before that. Hold on. Do you remember the story of when giants would see a fly on their nose and then they would apply a hammer? That's what we have become right now. Like the Bugs Bunny giant. Yeah, like a like most giants are stupid. They're really strong. Right. But they are really stupid. But when you look at ants and what you've just explained to me, that when you see a need in the community, you, watch, you, you, you occupy that space. Have you ever seen those videos of the ant uh, death spiral? No. So it's like a, it's, this is like something weird that happens with the colonies sometimes where mm-hmm. they, they're, they're communicating with pheromones, right? Like smells. So yeah. they like release chemicals to say, oh, come this way. There's food this way. And they, that's how they make those trails. We that have you pheromones see. too, right? Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, I was up for sex, right? <laughs> or is it for all kinds of things? But yes, definitely okay. that's a big part sex of it. Sex is one of them. Um, I'm sending my pheromones out there to all the chicks who are watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so, so ants will sometimes get their pheromones confused and it will create a giant, like it'll basically make them follow themselves around in a circle. And slowly every single ant from the colony will come out and march around in this circle until they run out of energy and they all die. Why would they move? Out? Why would they do that? It's it's a mistake. Is it, is it, prote- is it protecting a ring? There's of no something in there's, the middle. There's no there's no logical explanation. It seems like it's a malfunction of their of their uh, the communication in their colony. Like somebody like they somehow just start reinforcing this trail, and everyone gets attracted to it. And the more people that are doing it, the more important it becomes. Mm-hmm. And then every single member of the colony just comes out and they march around in a circle until they're all dead. I, I, I can draw I can draw another th- another thing. Maybe they're trying to follow how the universe spins. Mm. Or maybe they're trying to it's the same thing that we are going through, that everybody wants to gravitate to one single idea and once you're not part of that idea, even if it's killing everybody, you're you're mad, you're an outcast. But why does it have to be a sign from the universe? Why can't it just be like a meaningless mistake? I believe everything has like a bigger purpose. I think everything has a bigger purpose. You know, one of the things that convinces me that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who believes that there's no higher power. Maybe I didn't point that out. I believe there's a higher power. Well, you, you definitely just, you know, described at the beginning of this that yes, the universe yes, is talking yeah, to you. Exactly. I believe that there's a higher. I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say the universe was talking to me, but I believe that there's a higher power. But that higher power. Is, is that the definition that has been given to that higher power has been one that explains it and leaves no space for wonder. That's what I'm against. Mm. But I believe that there's a higher power. The higher power to me is that there's a reason your nose is not on your foot. It's not a mistake. Okay. So There's a reason there's a grand design. Just like a house has an architect. It has a roof. There's a reason your genes are assembled to give us this that we see with our eyes right now. Okay, but in further examining of the design, mm-hmm. our teeth are pretty poorly evolved. Uh, our ancient, our ancestors were dying of teeth infections all the time. Our spines aren't even completely evolved to be upright yet. Almost everybody has back problems, and if you don't have them, you'll get them eventually. I have a few. Right? Yeah. So the idea of it's all perfect. It's like, no, people die from appendix problems. 
We're not even supposed to have that. It serves no purpose. You better stop chewing that millet. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my question. My response to that is what, what would make the world less wonderful less mysterious, mm. less beautiful, Yeah. if it didn't have a grand design, if it was just this out- outrageously rare, so, so just saying that beautiful it's, accident. It's, it's just a ball floating in the air. I'm saying what all we know is that based on the data, based oh, that the, the universe came into existence about 13 billion years ago. Let me tell you something. 13 billion years ago, yeah. the universe came into existence. Yeah. But for as old as the time that we have been able to story tell, there has always been a sense or something that has always driven humankind to want better. And if, if, you, if you ever study Egyptology or alchemy, mm-hmm. there is a part, there are two eyes, right? There's the eye of the left and there's the eye of the right. One is red, one is blue. One of them all of them like denote senses on the human body because they be- the Egyptians believed that your body and your soul was a map to whatever is in the sky. Like uh, your dimensions are proportional to whatever energy that you have that you're projecting to the sky. And that there's a part of you, their obsession was trying to, to build um, a pyramid that was perfect, but they ended up building pieces that were almost like fractal think shit that was almost like fractal where something leads to another and there's another dimension there's another i need to find a better explanation for this but when they drew the eye everything coordinated and and it's uh, in, and the fractions coordinated according to a certain sense but there was always a degree of something that was called the imperfect piece the imperfect piece is that bit of you that keeps you wandering and chasing something. Because without that, you just leave the world. The world would be a bore. And you'd actually die of boredom if you have nothing to aspire to. I think you're talking it's about two God's, different things. Yeah. So, so yes, I agree, I agree that the sense of wonder and the our kind of natural uh, inclination to be dissatisfied with our current situation yeah. is driving us to invent things, to do things. You know, yes. it's the... It's the um, it's the will to live. It's 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 ingrained in us in a deep way. It's not even just but the will to live. That's very different. Just, this is beyond survival. On, this is beyond me, the will to live. Can I finish, please? Yes, yes. That's very different than um, an explanation for how we all got here. If there's anything we can, if we look at history and we look at every culture mm. and we look at all the stories that they have of creation or of 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 different gods and and different myths. Yes. There's one thing that we can agree on, which is that people would much rather have a completely unverifiable, sometimes downright silly explanation mm-hmm. to no explanation at all. They'd yes. rather, And they'd rather even believe an explanation that they know might be false or probably even is false than to have no explanation. So, so My, you're saying man created God and God did not create man? I think that if, if you look at the variety of the way religions have manifested around the world, God is not, man is not created in God's image. It's exactly the opposite. As Chris man is say. creating God in, in his image. God is created in man's image. And when you look at the different cultures around the world, the way that, say, the Catholic Church, which is Roman, has, a, has sort of the Italian matriarchal value system. They had to create Mary as a deity to, to go in line with the culture. 
where, yeah. the, where the mother figure is very strong. Yes. If you look at the American breed of Christianity, it's very individualistic. It's about your own special individual connection to God. To God. So, so, so they it's have a reflection their... of us in our culture and where we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I, uh, yeah, and yeah, I don't you, think... You could be right because looking at back uh, in the, the old Torah, where the Old Testament comes from, you see that the male is much more valued than even the female that the female uh, parties in that. Right. So then you have because it's a culture of God thing being as well. a father. Yeah. God being a father. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think these things necessarily actually make it true. And I think it's actually a part of human weakness that we would rather have a bad explanation than no explanation at all. Yeah, but I think that they, they agree that what you're saying and what, what I was saying about having that part that always yearns for something, mm -hmm. we always yearn to be complete. That's our driving force. We yearn to, to have a woman, to have a family, to have like all these things, to in order to feel a, that void which, is, which almost feels incomplete. And when we don't have that explanation, I think that's where people invented the idea of God. Mm. I believe there is a God. The reason why I believe he's a God is because, to me, I don't think there is a, an accidental design. I, I refuse to believe Darwin's theory. I don't think there's something like an accidental design that's this complex. Wait, you don't believe the theory of evolution is a, is a thing? I believe the theory of evolution is a thing, but there are so many missing pieces. Just like there are missing pieces to, to religion, I believe there are so many missing pieces to Darwin's theory. To try to, I think, to try to say, to try to compare the two, mm. to say that religious is an, you know, religion's an incomplete explanation, yeah. just like the theory of evolution, I would yes. say no. One of them is an honest explanation based mm -hmm. on what, what, makes we, it what we see material, because it doesn't, inv it doesn't require faith. The theory of evolution is this is what we see happening in nature. Mm. Natural selection happens. Species change and adapt over time. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at the fossil record. We look at that there was all these dinosaurs here, mm -hmm. that they were completely wiped out, mm -hmm. that there was some mammal that existed. But do you have a theory or do you have fact that wiped the dinosaurs out? Oh, this is complete fact. It's what wiped the dinosaurs out? A giant asteroid that hit around Mexico. Hmm. That's I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's about 64 million years ago. It's pretty concrete if you look all over the world there's you can tell how old things are by how layered they are right yeah i know i know and there's I one know area fact, yeah. where it's it's been so conclusive there's like this area of really intense ash and sometimes there's even salt water and fish so, so why, why is it an asteroid and not an explanation of it could have been a volcano a huge ass volcano because they found the that crater exploded because they found the crater and because it's the fossil record it's 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 very they they think now not only do they know when that happened mm. but they think they know that that happened between july and uh, june and july based is on that accurate based <laughs> on yeah based on the flowers that were in season at that time mm -hmm. because a lot of this is preserved in the fossil records right yeah all the dinosaurs exist under this layer of ash mm. that's there um so they think it happened between june and july they don't know which year but it is around 64 million years ago yes and Essentially, no dinosaur survived after that. Okay, I was, I was, I was, I was seeing something. Actually, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about. I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the whole crater, um, 
explanation, the, the whole asteroid hit the earth and the dinosaurs died, there might be other explanations to consider. One of them being a solar bulb. Oh, like a solar flare? Yeah, like a solar flare. Okay. A solar flare that could have lifted the earth up so much that um, it scorched everything on earth. There's definitely the been many times been that's a happened. Volcano. Yeah. Right. Another explanation could have been, oh, when the volcano exploded, there was this cloud of earth and the earth was blanketed off from the sun. So shit froze. Right. And when shit freezes and the dust and the dust settles, finally, it's going to look like something came from above and then hit the earth. But the ash, like you said, that there's ash over the, all these other layers. That means that the dust must have settled from above. Mm. And there's that explanation that if there was a volcano that exploded, the dust settled and covered up all these bones. So it's not necessarily might not necessarily be an asteroid because for all the years that we have been on Earth, there hasn't been that, an asteroid that big that has hit us because we are protected by our layer that burns them before they hit the Earth. Am I mistaken? You're mistaken. Yeah. Um, there's been pretty large chunks of things that have hit. Um, nothing that devastating. Mm-hmm. But just because it hasn't happened since we've been here doesn't mean that it doesn't happen on that time frame. We're talking about 64 million years ago. I'll right? consider that. So it doesn't happen a lot. But we, yeah. know, we know essentially where it came from. We know what it was mostly made of because that's also spread around the world on that layer. We know about, based on the diameter of the, of the crater, how large it would have been, how far into the earth it would have gone, how much heat would have gone into the atmosphere and spread out all over the place. There was, um, there's, there's places in, I think there's a new art, uh, dig site that's in um, Idaho or something. And they think, they're not sure, but they think they have such a clear timeline where they've got what happened in that first three hours of that happening, including um, a tidal wave that would have hit them from the ocean. Mm. So like uh, if, a, if a six mile wide asteroid hits the earth it's going to create such an insane amount of devastation you can't you can't even imagine would it knock us off our axis knock us off our asses axis off our axis maybe is my accent that bad (laughs) (laughs) did i say asses maybe axis a x i s um i don't know it might probably would not just a bit i don't know I can't, I don't have the calculation. That's a very interesting theory to consider. That's, that's the beauty of science to me, that there's always a sense of wonder, that there's always something, there's always something to right. learn, there's it's, always it's, something new. It's yeah. never ending, but it's also honest, right? It's yeah, also, but, but that's the it's thing. also that's not... The, that's the thing. Right now, right now, the problem that I have with science is that I'm, right, right now, science is taking on a very arrogant stance of we have understood everything. I don't and you think so? Yes. I definitely don't no, think no, right, that's right the now case. people believe that the Darwinist theory is the only way to look at science. Because you've put on so many years and you've invested all this emotion and you're saying that I have this data that you're not willing to consider any other thing, any other explanation, because Darwin has been taught in school and in colleges for so many years. I think, Are you willing to consider another school of thought? I think every scientist is mm. willing to consider every school of thought if yes. they're presented with scientifically-based evidence. Scientifically-based, yes. 
Okay. So there's no scientifically based evidence of anything else. Yes. That's come forward that anyone can take seriously. Do you have any idea how many times the scientists of the past had to fight the established belief before a new explanation was accepted? I'm not saying I have one. Sure. But I must say but that if I believe say that there are people out there. But do you know how many ideas, even just what was it called, the National Geographic Society? Uh -huh. Do you know how long they would take and how many arguments they would have to go through? How many hurdles and hoops they would jump, have to jump through in order for their, for their theory to get a chance to be heard? If you're trying to suggest that the, the current scientific belief in the theory of evolution. No, no, no. That's the, what I'm, the, I'm the saying. I'm, theory I'm, I'm just is saying, similar to I'm the way that, that say that consider, like... Consider that there could be another theory. 100%. Like, like, like right now the struggle. Right now the struggle yeah. between, is between science and spirituality and trying to marry the two. Uh, but the science is, has become so arrogant because the science was mistreated by Christianity and evolution of like religions for so long. That right now it has taken on a rejectionist theory to anything that could be spiritual or unseen. That they are just settled on their own. Oh, we already know this, so it can only advance in this direction. I won't have to. I'm gonna have to completely disagree. Mm -hmm. uh, science plays by a set of rules. You're allowed yes. to play by those set of rules if you if you play the game based on those set of rules. Come come forward with a theory with evidence to show it. It will be reviewed by your peers. If you show that you even attempt to disprove your own theory, you actually yeah. are rewarded for that. Mm -hmm. That is a set of rules that no religion or spiritual organization or spirituality plays by. So to try to say or equate them or put them on the same footing yeah. is is kind of foolish. They're different things. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's a, that it's that, that they are the same. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that both of them have gaps that need to be filled, but none of them is willing to work to marry any two theories or consider any other explanation, especially from science. Like, for, for example, right now most of the things that are being laughed at in L.A. from the scientific community is anything to do with... Um, it, right now, the, the theory of mind-body... Mm -hmm. Mind body being that the exercise that you do and everything that you do affects upon your mental health and your physical health, and you can be healed through just you going out to exercise. Took a very long time to be accepted by people that were scientific because they were bent on this other notion that all sickness and all mental health could be healed by you being in a straight jacket and contemplating the truths of the earth. And having some spoons <laughs> being fed to you and being shocked by an electric current. Right. You get me? So I I'm you. saying that there are so many other theories. I believe that are still going through that crucible of established scientific knowledge that few things are being considered. Okay. And I, I would, if I could finish with this. Yeah. I don't think anyone who works actively in science would for a second mm. say that we figured everything out or we have all the explanations. Yeah. I think it's the most honest um, pursuit of truth, materialistic truth in, in this world yeah. that we can understand. And it's the reason that planes fly and that the medicine works. Yes, And we have to give it credit for that. Yes, It's not claiming to be able to answer all of your metaphysical questions yes. or, or give your life intrinsic meaning. That's mm -hmm. on you. Okay, that's on you. But let's also consider the fact 
that for from like 1700 to 1800s early 1900s there was a science being taught that was largely accepted mm-hmm. in Europe and in America mm-hmm. that this comes from evolution and Darwin okay that in evolution you had the man who was the neanderthal man yeah and then to that you had all the other races that were categorized mm-hmm. And then you had the white man on top. This was taught as fact. I think it was always the Asian man on top, actually. It was the Asian man I on think top? So. No, no, no. The Asian, <laughs> man ro- no, no. the Asian man rose after, I think, some time. Okay. But there was a time when it was taught that that was scientific fact. And to me, that's another example that justifies that not all the science has been settled yet. Well, and and at that time they did not understand genetics. They didn't understand that we oh, all come from Africa. Oh, pre- but they presumed to. They, they, they presumed to, and the patrons who were funding the science all agreed. It wasn't just one book; it was several books. It wasn't just one university; it was several universities. It wasn't just um, one society. Let's say the UK. Mm. No, it was in France. It was in Turkey. Right. It was in Russia. Sure. It was in the US, and this was agreed science. That science is not infallible to racism. It's not infallible to uh, it, uh, to its creativity and the limits of where it can go can be limited by its patrons. There you go. You get me? Yeah. Like, there are so many things that so far we still have to consider for the science to be settled. We only, we only ask that that gap is still left open to question and ridicule. And I like the explanation that you gave that you advance your theory, build a model to prove it and try to disprove it. And if it holds water, then that's what we take as um, something that stands. But even that, that pure substance that you produced is still subject to more examination. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Zambaland Podcast. Ben Wilkins, GNL Zamba. Hit us and up. Hit us up with your um, with your feedback. With, with your if feedback, you got questions, if yeah. you have things to say, if if we said something that uh, that got you thinking, that that yes. you want to uh, get involved in the conversation, mm-hmm. we're here to talk to you. Yes, like we began this whole this whole interview or this whole this whole podcast talking about God being a settled. Uh, entity that doesn't need any question because all the answers have been answered. But then spirituality being that thing that allows infinite wisdom. You get me? You can look at it in so many different ways and still arrive at it. And I think throughout our whole discussion and historical discoveries, we have come to a point where we've, we've discovered that even science, I'm saying, I'm suggesting that even science needs to be treated the same. Right now, science is becoming the new god where the science... No, no, yes, it's not. Yes, you can't sign yes, us up yes, with yes, this. Yes, yes. No. Because right now, if I began questioning uh, evolution, even in the slightest, slightest bit, you will I'm not be, be met with ridicule. You will not be said out. You will not be put to death. You will not have your head chopped off in the streets. Oh, and but you will I, not might, be I might lose my academic license. Let me, let me give you an example. I might lose my academic license. Let me give you an example. If you tell lies that are based not based on any evidence... No long enough and call yourself a scientist yes you'll lose he, your he, academic license there are examples of this where, where it's already happened we gotta wrap this up we gotta wrap this up okay last explanation in ivy league universities i've been watching podcasts and reading so much material 
about Egyptology because that's a subject which I'm really passionate about. And there's this guy who has a theory about the solar bulb and he talks about the wither on the sphinx mm. not being um, uh, as a result of a flood or rain, but it mm. could be um, the sky mm. and it could be a solar bulb. It could be... Um, it could be another factor coming in from the sky right. affecting the withering of this stone. Right. But because the settled science, science is there and there are so many Egyptologists that have gone to and written books and taught and have PhDs in this thing, they are not even trying to consider his theory. And he has explanations that how do you explain all these other cities that have been built underground? You know those cities which are like in caves? Yeah. He believes that the world or the civilization as how we look at it might even be much, much older. That there might be a destroyed civilization and we are just building on top of that what was destroyed and forgotten. But that is not being considered because the Egyptologists have already written about, books. Is this Graham H Hancock? Is that what you're talking about? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... You're, you're go are you going to call him a pseudoscientist? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I would say... Uh, I. All that stuff's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I think the I think the bottom line of this one yeah. is don't let anyone tell you how to think. Don't tell it. Don't, thank you, bro. Don't let anyone tell you how to think. How not, and, and not, what to not think. even Ben, not even me. Not, none of think us think for yourself independently, and nobody should be telling you who to vote for when it comes to your ballot box. No matter how many candidates they are, go into the ballot box and decide after hearing the sound arguments that apply to you. Don't follow all the polls. Follow your what you feel. Do your own research and then triangulate all the knowledge from the books to the media to what you feel from your local communities and make an informed decision. Nothing is immune to being questioned, whether God, whether spirituality, whether science, whether the politics and the news and the media. It's the Zambaland podcast with Ben Wilkins and GNL Zamba. What you going to say? That's it. I think, we, I think you wrapped That's it up beautifully. It. Thank you very right. much, ladies and gentlemen. Week. See you next week. Zamba. Baboon Force. A legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uganda Yanni.